what a week. What a summer. Walt mentioned the extent of our summer. Irene, go ahead and pull that next slide up. I was looking back at the summer, and I wonder as a pastor sometimes if, uh, if we bit off a little more than we could chew. If you think about our summer, uh, we've had vacation Bible school. We had the parades and the water bottles. I think about 1,500 water bottles that we were able to give out at the parade. Uh, the rodeo pictures up there. We were able to go down and pull weeds in the rodeo and put some stairs on, a, on an announcer stand. The school thing's over here with uh, what we're going to be able to do net tomorrow in the parking lot. And uh, what else is on there? The Post Playhouse. I, I figure we probably made about 200 meals. I don't know how many it turned into out there, but I think we, we kind of made about 200 meals. We will make about that many. Um, but ultimately, in all of that, in the backpacks that were yesterday, I mean, just being able to bless young people with backpacks and school supplies. It's been a busy summer. I was talking to Pastor Terry yesterday. So I said, Terry, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we... We pushed a little hard. We had quite a bit going on. And, um, but, but the reality is there's a lot of what on that screen. What we were able to do. A lot of them. And they're great. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. If you saw a picture on Facebook of me holding a fish, I was able to go fishing with my friend Leroy this week. And so we like to challenge each other just because we're both pastors and that's what we do to each other. And so we were talking. He said, I want to ask you a question, Steve. I said, okay, shoot. He said, what makes your backpacks any different than any other backpack that people get? If you look at the news or you see things, I mean, there's all kinds of organizations that give out backpacks. I mean, I think the cell phone company was giving away backpacks this year. So he said, so he said Steve, what makes yours any different? Like, why would you do that? What makes it any different? And, of course, I bristle a little bit, and I become proud, and I say, ours are better, obviously. I mean, we get the school supply lists and we buy what they need. And, each, and, and, and what I realized was by focusing on the what, I was never going to answer his question. By focusing on what we do or how good we do it or, or where we're doing it or whatever, I was never going to be able to answer the question. It had to get away from the what and start focusing on the why. Why are we given the backpacks? Because our why is what makes our backpacks different. Our why is what makes them unique. And as I started thinking about the summer outreach, you know, there was a lot of things we did. Like, what's the big deal? We pulled some weeds. Like, woo! Earth shakers, right? I mean, that's what they call us, right? <laughs> Put some steps on a rodeo boat, and we, we handed out water bottles. If we lose sight of our why, then our what becomes our result. It may, may wrestle through your brain for a little bit, and, and hopefully by the time we finish here today, um, that question, that phrase, that idea... Uh, resonates in your heart. But what I started to see was often that our whys determine our harvest. Our whys determine what we get out of it. There's a conversation I had, you know, Walt used the phrase today, sowing seed. Like, why do you sow seed? 
Why do you sow seed? Did you ever think about that? Do you sow seed just because? Or do you sow seed with intention? And doesn't your intention often, pending a hailstorm, right, Mike? She's not in here, I could say that. Determine your, your outcome. But then, pastor being pastor, I started to wrestle with a lot of whys. Like, it wasn't just about a backpack now, but it was about everything. Like, why did I give people cold water on the 4th of July? Why did we buy school supplies? Why did I come to church this morning? Why did I take that phone call? You know, why did I read the Bible? Why did I pray? Like, why? Because oftentimes we focus so much on the what's that we're not worried about the why's. And I want to share a chapter in Scripture this morning with us, a whole chapter, get ready, that's got a whole lot of what's in it. And as we look at the what's, we see the what's reward. And what we're missing in this chapter is is the why reward. God desires what we talked about this morning, but we become so focused on what. I'm going to be reading in in Matthew um, chapter 5. Sorry, chapter 6. You can read chapter 5 too. It's good. Matthew chapter 6. And as I read this, I, I just want you to see all the what's and the result of the what's. It says in, in 6 verse 1, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have your reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, that's a what. Do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in, in, in heaven or in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be, uh, and when, I'm sorry, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will, not, they will be heard because there are many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you pray. And this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you. Fasting, when you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and show others their fasting. Truly I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. 
then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within, the, within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. What? Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them, and are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour of life to your life? I see a lot of what? So much, we've been talking about church and just kind of some of the things we do or, 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 or even the model of church. And, and really what, what, what Pastor Steve, what I've been wrestling with is I look at, at, at all the things. I don't want to lose sight of the why. In this chapter, there were people who were doing the right things. They were praying, right? They were helping the needy. They were giving out water bottles on the 4th of July. They were giving backpacks away. They were coming to church. They were praying. They were doing everything right. But what did God say about the outcome? Your why has determined the outcome. Your why was to be seen by men. And so guess what? The reason why you did that? There's your reward for that. Well, what about me? So why did I choose to buy some glue sticks for the backpack outreach? Pastor, that's, you're getting too spiritual about buying some glue sticks. Why'd you do it? Why did I take a weed eater down to the rodeo grounds and clean out the stands? Was it simply because the rodeo grounds needed to be cleaned? Why? Why do we make meals for the playhouse and, and take them out there and leave them out there so, so people, we don't even know them. I mean, we know a couple, but we don't know most of them. What, why? Why do it? So they can have a good meal? Like, why'd you get up this morning and, 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 and put your, 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 your Sunday best on and come to church today? Think about Why? Did you come because you felt compelled by obligation? Because there's your reward for this morning. Check the box. It's done. You can leave now. I, I won't judge you. Everybody else will, but I won't. Did you come so you can have fellowship? I mean, we're going to have a meal later. Maybe you came for the food. There's your reward. There's lots of food in there. There's a whole counter for desserts. I'm, I'm, that's a blessing. That's a benefit. 
But that's why you came. The man, it's there. Enjoy it. You know, why? Why pray? Because you're supposed to? Why fast? I mean, that's what the law said. We just do that. We just starve ourselves. For what reason? I don't know. We're just starving ourselves. Sounds fun. Let's not eat for a week. Who was in? I mean, if we don't eat for a week, people will think we're pretty cool. They'll look at us and they'll think we're super spiritual. So let's do it. Who wants to be a part? And if your why is so people will look at you, then guess what? That's your reward. That's the result of the seed that you've sown. Why? I, I wrestle with that question. Why? Like why backpacks? Why meals? Why paint? Why do things? Why come to church? Why? And when I can answer the why question, then that blessing thing that Angie was talking about, that becomes pretty remarkable. When I figure out why, it says my father there were lots of what's, and they received their reward, but what was the opposite side of that? Your Father in heaven will reward you. I tell you what, I want my dad to determine my reward, not me. I want my father to be able to say what I need, what I need to see, what needs to come from this. So when I pray, when I fast, when I... When I, when I study the Word, when I do outreach, when I, when I share my faith. I want that to be what God determines, not me. Why? Because I'm limited in my scope of understanding. And oftentimes what I think I need isn't what I need. But my Father knows. And so I want His reward in my life. I'm not motivated by the reward either. But I'm motivated by, by a God who loves me. Who's called me His own? Like we sung about in, in offering, like we we we, we or in, in in worship today. That's the why. You know, there's another chapter, another place where we see this Isaiah chapter 58. It says, "Why have we fasted?" They say, and we were doing the right thing, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves? We're talking to God, and you have not noticed. Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. It sounds like he's talking about the church right now, like you guys tried to do church and you wonder why. What ends with quarreling and strife? Like you're striking each other with fists and stuff. What happened? You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. This is the kind of fast I've chosen. Only for a day of people to humble themselves. It is only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes. Or is it? Is it that I, what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Listen to what God wants. Like, that's where they were at. They ended up in quarreling, fighting, backbiting, tearing each other apart. Isn't this what I wanted God saying to them? Isn't this what, what I wanted to see happen? 
The kind of fasting I've chosen is to loose chains of injustice, to untie cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then, then light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your real guard. Then I will call you and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger, with the malicious talk, and if you you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the pressed, then your light will rise in darkness. Your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never failed. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and, and, and will raise up the age-old foundations. You'll be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Let me tell you that our what determines the outcome. Our why determines what we experience. God desires incredible things in your life. This morning, in what we've done, what, the, 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 the why for your here, the question that, 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 that I think we have to wrestle through, what is your why? Because your Father wants to reward you. Loose chains of injustice, untie cords of the yoke, set the oppressed free. Strengthen your frame like a well-watered garden, like springs who never fail. Man. How much have I missed because of my why? How much effort have I spent doing? How much energy? How much time? I mean, really, if you're these people and, and you're hearing God rebuke you about fasting, like, why did I just ag not eat for however long and my body hurt and my stomach ache and me dream about pumpkin pie and, and salivate over everybody else around well, why, why did I put myself through that agony for this to be the result? Seriously? Well, what about this morning? Maybe it wasn't easy getting to church. Maybe it took time. Maybe the kids were screaming. Man, I didn't get them to church no matter what. Their butts need to be in church. They're going to church. All worked up. My what is so my kids leave me alone. I want to get to church so my kids can go to kids' church. Pastor Tara can deal with them. Why? I mean, if we were farming, would we be content if people weren't reaping the harvest that was out there? Like people got all these gardens and they're not picking the beans, but they're picking the leaves. 
Actually, they got the perfect garden. Everybody admires the garden, but they haven't ever eaten a tomato. Would we think they were foolish? I know what that tastes like. Mike, Mike goes buy them from the farmer's market because he hasn't made it there yet. They're nice, fresh-grown tomatoes. Why? Let there to rot? Yet, now, today, why'd you sing the song? I like music. You should see me driving my car. I mean, God stopped me in worship as we're singing, thank you for the cross. Like, you don't think about the why there, why I'm saying thank you for the cross. That's an easy thing to say. You start thinking about the why, man, those words are hard to come from your lips. Or they come from your lips, because like, that's the picture I had in my mind. I just wanted to go, so I don't have it in my wallet, so I couldn't do it, but go to give someone a hundred bucks this morning and watch how much they say thank you. Then we're talking about our eternity and the price that was paid for our sin and, and, and we forget the why. What I see from Scripture... The promise I want you to grab a hold of this morning. Your why will determine your results. Your why will either limit or unlimit. Is that the way you say that? the results in your life. Why outreach? Why do we do it? Second Corinthians chapter 5. You know, as we talk about outreach, I want to say it this way. We're not trying to commend ourselves to you again. We're not trying to validate what the church has done. We're not trying to say we're, we're the greatest. We're not trying to say, look at all we've done. But we're giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what's in the heart. If we're out of our mind, as some say, it's for God. If we're in our right mind, it's for you. For Christ's love compels us. What's the why? Christ's love compels us. Why do I give out a backpack? Because Christ's love compels me. Why do I, I want to give out a water bottle? Because Christ's love compels me. It's not because pastor asked me to. It's not because that's what the church is doing. It's because the love of Christ has compelled me. Why? Because we're convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all, that those who should no longer live for themselves, but, but for him who died for them and was raised again. I'm compelled by the love of Christ because I want others to experience his love. Angie was talking about in Sunday school this morning, 
her experience with God's love. The first time she was overwhelmed with God's love and she can still look back at that. Man, if I've experienced it, I want you to experience it. I'm compelled by the love of Christ because He died for every one of us. He died for the students in our school. He died for the actors out at the playhouse. He died for our community. He died for the tourists who come in only on the 4th of July and leave. He died for them all. Why? Because He loves them all. And He desires that none would perish, but that all would have everlasting life. But man, when that why gets in my heart, the the other things don't matter. So when the grill won't be warm, hey, I'm here to show the love of Christ. It's just an opportunity. They've got to wait longer for their burger. Man, we get so worked up because we're so focused on the what. So when the what doesn't look like we expected, we get bent out of shape. Well, I went to church this morning and I, oh, we were going to worship and all Walt did was sing songs I didn't know. Then he sang off key. Did you see that? Couldn't enter the presence of God. God couldn't minister to me. Wait, you're worshiping God. It's about Him, not you. My why is, I want to honor God in this moment. But when I lose sight of the why, and I focus on the what, then my results are right now, and I'm discontent, and I'm not satisfied. I can promise you, my God will satisfy you. I can promise you His rewards are good when you focus on His love and you allow His love to be what compels you. I I can't even put a limit on what God will reveal to you. Why? Why backpacks? Going back to my friend, that question he asked, what's different about your backpacks? Last week we talked about divine touch. God's desire for us to touch Him and Him to touch us. Why backpacks? Because the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you're the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. We like to say we're the hands and feet of God. If we're the hands and feet of God, God wants to touch someone through me. Why backpacks? Because I get the opportunity to be the hands of God today. I get the opportunity for someone's life to be touched through me. Because God has filled me with His love. And His love is going to come from me. So you take the wrong thing? Hey, I'm just allowing God to touch you. I asked a question at, at our prayer group the other day. I asked them, you know, the reality is our, our understanding. I said, if God touches someone, do you expect them to be changed? Most people will say yes. And I said, what about if a Christian touches someone? Do you expect them to be changed? Most people say no. Well, if I'm the hands and feet of Christ, why don't I expect that God is touching someone through me? If that was my perspective when I'm doing the work of God, doesn't it change the outcome or my expectations? Like I go expecting that that if, if we gave away 50 backpacks or whatever it was, 100 backpacks, that a hundred times God is touching someone through me, that I get to serve them a burger, I get to talk to them while they're sitting at a picnic table, that God might touch someone in that moment. Doesn't that why change a lot about the moment? 
Man, we become so focused on the what. We're therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the very righteousness of God. Why? What's your why? Like really ask yourself, what's your why? You guys can come forward or someone can. And if your why is being limited by the what, be compelled by the love of Christ. Be compelled by God's love for you. Allow God's love to be what motivates you. Father, I I thank You for this morning and I thank You in this room, God, this entirety of the service, from the worship through the communion time to the Word. And God, I pray that, that each of us wrestle. God, a, a simple question from a friend kind of messed up my mind for a few days. God, I pray that this morning the, the, the question of why and the honest answer to that question helps us to refocus or realign. And God, in, in, in the book of Matthew, when they started getting off course, all they had to do was just kind of refocus and, and reevaluate why they were fasting, why they were praying, why they were doing what they were doing. God, this morning, I think you're giving us an opportunity to refocus on the why. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah, we've done some pretty cool things. But God, I want the focus. I want my why to be about the divine touch of God. The desire, God, uh, our church exists to love you, to love people, and impact our world. To allow God to touch our world through us. God, if we screwed it up, your word says just to ask and you'll forgive. God, I pray for your love to be made real in this place. For each one of us here this day. I know we've experienced it through communion. I know we've been touched through the Word and through worship. God, I ask for an experience of your love that would compel us. God, that it would motivate us. That we would see the fullness of your reward. The entirety of your harvest.
the plans, God, that you desire to be fulfilled. This morning, as Walt leads us in a chorus, I just encourage you to ask that question. And if you say, Pastor, I don't know what the answer is, I want an opportunity to pray with you. I want an opportunity to wrestle with that question for you, with you. Um, the altars are open. But what is your why? God, we thank you for the faithfulness of your word. God, we thank you for the power of your love. And the simplicity of the question. God, I pray our hearts would be in line with you. Our hearts, not the what, but the why. In line with you in all things, at all times, God. For that reward that you intend. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. May turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. may you see the fruit of the why the fruit of your why in your life this week. Amen? Be blessed.